Welcome to The Socialist Program. This is the audio of our monthly seminar. Subscribe and support this programming at patreon.com slash the socialist program to join live once a month and ask Brian Becker your questions and listen to them as soon as they come out. Thanks so much for your help in keeping this independent show going. We can make this program with you, but not without you. Patrons, supporters, Socialist Program community, thank you so much, as always, for joining us, for joining the seminar, for writing in with your questions, and most importantly, for supporting the show, supporting this community, supporting this news product, you know, for for getting the show out there, for getting um, this analysis and this commentary. We know it's needed. You know it's needed. And it together is how we are able to produce the show and get it out. We're going to go to your questions shortly. Before we do, I'm going to turn it over to Brian for some current moment analysis of what's going on that he wants to talk about. Here we go. Uh, Thank you, Nicole. Thank you to all the patrons. Thank you for sharing your questions. Also, I'm going to open by talking about the recent indictments of Trump and what that means politically or might mean politically. I'm going to also talk about the artificial intelligence and what that's going to mean or might mean. We want to talk about Ukraine. We're going to talk again about China, the new McCarthyism uh, that's being directed against organizations in the peace movement, peace activists, anti-war people, and critics of U.S. foreign policy. So we have a lot to cover, but I want to begin by talking about the now four indictments of Trump. The recent indictment in Georgia is a sprawling indictment. It includes 18 or perhaps 19 individuals, including Giuliani and Mark Meadows, who was Donald Trump's chief of staff. Uh, So we have now four indictments brought after Trump announced his presidential aspirations for 2024. And we have been making the point that if these indictments had come against Trump shortly after January 6th, 2021, and certainly the government and the different prosecutors' offices have lots of resources at their disposal, they could have moved a lot more quickly. But having brought four major indictments against Trump while he's running for president during the presidential campaign, has, as we predicted, greatly strengthened Trump's position inside the Republican Party nomination process and within the Republican Party base. I'm quite sure that if the shoe was on the other foot and there were lots of indictments by Republican prosecutors against the Democratic candidate after, or the leading Democratic candidate after they announced their intention to run for president, the Democrats would accuse the Republicans of using law enforcement in the prosecutorial road for political purposes. So even though Trump is clearly a violator of numerous laws related to the certification of the 2020 election, and he used his position in state and the machinery of state, not to mention many other nefarious means to try to decertify or overcome the 2020 election outcome. In other words, even though Trump is clearly responsible for these illegal acts attempting to block the, quote, peaceful transfer of power. The timing of this is such that it will and has strengthened Trump. And you can see, by the way, in recent polls, uh, not that they're that significant at this stage, or even many of them are not that significant right before the election, but Trump is like at 42%, Biden's at 41%, with Cornell West 
in the mix as well. Uh, his numbers are about 4%. So you could see that Trump is running neck and neck with Biden. Most Democrats don't want Biden to be the candidate. Young voters in particular, by about 80 to 20%, don't want Biden to be the nominee of the Democratic Party. And the turnout of young voters in recent years has been extremely significant in terms of outcomes, especially when the elections are very close. Close not because the popular vote has been that close. I mean, Hillary Clinton won by more than 3 million votes. Biden beat Trump by more than 7 million votes. But as we know, given the fact that we live in an anachronistic political system with the Electoral College, uh, which favors the right, favors uh, smaller areas, rural areas, smaller towns, the consequences are that even if the Democrats win a fairly large margin of the popular vote, they can still lose. And again, with such an uninspiring candidate, the Democrats picked Hillary Clinton in 2016. She was an awful candidate. She basically condemned the Republican base as a bunch of deplorables. She was 100% addicted to the military-industrial complex, militarism and war, supported the Iraq war, had earlier supported the Yugoslav war, supported the bombing of Libya, and was a loyal servant of Wall Street, and not to mention that she was a bad campaigner. So she was a bad candidate. And then Biden was picked. And the only reason Biden won in 2020, the only reason was that it was a referendum on Donald Trump. And so more people than not voted to get rid of Donald Trump and support Joe Biden. Truly a case of lesser evil politics. But right now, the Trump base has momentum. It has enthusiasm. They feel they're the victims of a political persecution and prosecution. And as a consequence, Trump could win. Trump could win 2024. I mean, if you think back to where things were right after January 6th, when it looked like Trump's political fortunes were basically at an end, I think it was because of the weakness, the fear, the cowardice, the vacillation, perhaps the hubris of the Democratic Party establishment that did not go forward except with this meaningless impeachment effort. You know, they impeached him two weeks before he was to leave office, and they knew they would never have a two-thirds majority in the Senate for a conviction on impeachment. So in all ways, the Democratic Party establishment has again handled this so badly that it actually plays to Trump's advantage. So I think we're entering a political period of extreme instability. When you have tens of millions of people in the United States being told by the number one candidate of one of the two ruling class parties, that would be Donald Trump, that the entire system is rigged, that it was a stolen election, that the current Biden administration is a fraud, that Biden is a communist and a socialist, and so are the Democrats. This kind of extreme rhetoric on the part of the right wing and Trump stirring his base to action, clearly unwilling in any way to step back. In fact, Trump is going to go forward. On Monday, he's announcing that he's going to issue a 100-page report explaining exactly why and how the election in Georgia was stolen. Whether that's accurate or not, and I think it's absolutely not accurate, it will be sort of the material that his base needs in order to maintain the idea that they're on a cause of righteousness and justice against elites who have stolen the election. So Trump is going for it, big time. 
And if he doesn't win, he could indeed go to jail. So he's got nothing to lose at this point except to go all the way. And he is going all the way. At the same time, the Democratic Party establishment has offered the masses of people, working class people, the people who would traditionally be the enemies of the right, almost nothing. I mean, now we have all of the COVID sort of protections and relief. All of that has been taken back. Now you have to buy a COVID test, even though COVID is surging. There's been almost no real work on the infrastructure. And homelessness, as we talked about in the show this week with Richard Wolf, homelessness has gone up by 11% in the last year. That was largely because of the end of the moratorium on evictions, which again, Biden let lapse and didn't fight for. And also because the relief monies that were bailing out parts of the population have been rescinded. They, they're no longer in existence. So 11% increase in homelessness. I'm in midtown Manhattan right now. You just walk outside, you can see the impact of the increasing number of people who can't afford to live. There was another article we talked about with Richard Wolf, and that was about Gen Z, the younger folks who are just entering the workforce or have just entered the workforce. You know, the maxim that people were told in the past, never pay more than about a third of your income for rent or mortgage, otherwise you won't be able to financially make it. This article showed and, and was very comprehensive that Gen Z, young working class and middle class folks are paying between 50 and 75% of their income frequently in rent and they can't do it and they can never buy or even think about buying a home. So we have this kind of political crisis evolving at a time where the Republicans, I think, will go for it. The right wing is motivated. The Democrats are offering no real opposition. They're offering the working class nothing to really provide any sort of enthusiasm for that side. Meanwhile, the Democratic Party establishment is basically championing a war against Russia in Ukraine. Like, that's their big message. I, you look at Tucker Carlson and Fox News and right-wing propaganda, they're, they're making these demagogic arguments that at the very moment that food stamps are being cut, that people are being evicted from Medicaid, the Biden administration is spending $160 billion to finance a war against Russia. I mean, these right-wing demagogues don't ever mention the fact that it's mainly right-wing politicians who are cutting the Medicaid, who are taking back food stamps. They don't talk about that. But nonetheless, the demagogy of the right wing will be effective and I think is effective. There's another point that I want to mention before we get into some of the questions. And we're going to talk about the new McCarthyism in the questions. We're going to talk about China, our own view on China, etc. But I want to mention what's obviously a rapidly developing story, which is the impact of artificial intelligence on society and on the workforce. That's all for this preview. If you'd like access to the rest of this seminar and our entire archive of exclusive seminars with Brian Becker, become a patron at patreon.com slash the socialist program. We are an independent show and we cannot make this programming without you. Thanks so much for your support. 